So this is your host, Sam Lister, and welcome to the Starting Blank Podcast. This is episode three, and I have a very special guest on today. His name is Quentin Allums, and he is the founder and CEO of Urban Misfit Ventures, one of the first story video storytellers on LinkedIn, and has just be- built a massive personal brand on that platform and on other platforms alike. So, Q, welcome to the podcast. Dude, thank you. First off, thank you for calling me special. I don't think I'm special, but I appreciate it, man. I'm feeling good today. Excited to be on. Cool. Yeah, we will. We, we really have no notes. We have no structure, <laughs> but that is the purpose of this podcast. I want to go. Purpose of the podcast is no notes and no structure. No like notes and no structure. Put that on a t-shirt. I want to go deep into your backstory and how can other people learn from you and learn what you built, and we'll we'll just jump into it. So tell the audience what you do currently and let's let's take a step back uh let's go let's go high school days um so what do you do currently then we'll get into high school Mm, high school dude i hate high school i don't want to go back to high school um currently so i own i'm the ceo of urban misadventures essentially what that is um umbrella company we own a content agency and then we own an events company so the agency we're making kind of a we call it a pivot, but we've been doing it all on, but we're focusing on personal branding on social media. That's really our focus. And then of course, like we do commercials and content and stories and campaigns for other companies and brands and people as well. Um, and then on the event side, we're really focused on just creating signature experiences for our community. Um, so no event will ever be the same. It's super exclusive and then just super community-based, community-driven. And then I do some speaking, um, create a lot of content, of course, um, just on to esports podcast because i'm super big into video games and esports as well um and then what about high school high school i just really we don't really need to talk about high school but just throwing (laughs) it back before before urban misadventures i know you have a few you've tried a few startups in the past um you've told that story to a lot of different audiences but let's go into what you haven't told told people so urban misadventures was not your first company yeah talk about your first one yeah and when it was um I guess like going back, let's say high school, right? Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people reach out or even like junior high or elementary school and they're like, damn, dude, it's really cool to see what you've done because you didn't talk to a single soul. Um, And now like you're on stage and stuff, right? Like you're going to be on a TV show. Like, damn, like you were sitting in the back corner, not talking to anybody, like writing in your journal. Like that was always me. Um, And then I discovered technology. I discovered um, like this events company here and that really opened my opened my eyes to like damn like there's a lot of opportunity here there's a lot of things in our world that i didn't even know were going on like virtual reality companies like companies that are tracking like your your like freaking like breath or whatever you know like just really really cool stuff that like damn this actually exists it's the world we live in so i got offered a job to work at this virtual reality startup full-time i'm out in la i think they just moved to vegas and then another company wearable tech company um that was working with like olympic speed skaters um and i was like okay that's super cool but i had like this big ego i'm like damn i'm special like i i should be doing something so i launched my first company which essentially um it was bullshit and i had no idea what i was doing but can i swear on this yeah yeah that's okay it was complete bullshit but it was um as far as i got um, it was a team of three people was you put on a virtual reality headset you walked in a coffee shop um, and you ordered in spanish so it was really education based like hey how can we learn through virtual reality i had no idea what i was doing it was trash but i learned okay this is what kind of leader i am and that's stuff i talk about all the time but it was really just virtual reality platform is what it was supposed to be mm-hmm. but we got our mvp was just ordering coffee in spanish okay going into ego I know. Yeah. I know. You said you you had a high ego. Probably like, still do. Yeah. Going going into your first company and and you see it a lot of the times when it's a little flipped. People people start a company, they find a little success, and they're like, oh, I, I'm kind of on my high horse. I have a little bit of ego because I've I've built a successful company or sold a company or whatever it is. For you, it was it was before. Why do you think that? Um. Honestly, I don't know because I I don't really come from much. Um, Mm -hmm. I never really had like the most self-confidence, but for whatever reason, when it came to owning my own thing, I, maybe it was just false confidence, um, arrogance rather than confidence. And I just thought like, Hey, like I can do something special here. I don't know why, because there was, I had no grounds to stand on, you know, like it's, I hadn't built anything before I worked for a few companies, but I honestly, I don't know the answer to that question. And I, 
I just said like, yeah, I still got a big ego. I really don't. Honestly, I going through the things that I have and failing so many times, it's like, damn, like there's nothing special about me. I've just, I love experimenting. I love yeah. failing, you know, I love learning from that. And I know that's the reason why I've gotten to where I am. Not because I am special, not because I'm crazy talented. There's talent in there, you know, like there's luck in there, but it's just the, the love of experimentation. Yeah. Yeah. So I liked how you said like, maybe it's a false sense of confidence because um, you you were never super confident as a, as a kid. And I feel like a lot of people are in those situations, especially before kind of like the college years of your life. Like we, we see a lot of teenagers struggling with self-confidence. I, I'm not worthy enough. Um, and just this, this kind of notion of, hey, there's so many people, other people doing great things but I'm, I'm only right here. I, I don't really know what I'm doing. So for you to think like, oh, hey, I can do this. I can go out and start a company. Like I have, maybe it's, maybe it's confidence. Maybe it's a false sense of confidence. Playing on the other end, on the positive end of things, you think that's, that's why you've been quote unquote successful or you've been able to launch a successful company so far? Dude, because- thousand percent. I think yeah. it was Natalie Portman that- I've been trying to find this video forever and I can't find it, but Natalie Portman was giving a speech and she said, um, like she was accepting the black swan role, right? And she's like, yeah, I can do this, you know, but it was the hardest thing she had ever done, right? Super, super hard, like long nights. Like she had to learn how to dance. Like her feet were bleeding, her toes were bleeding, like all this. Um, and she talked about like just this obliviousness that you have when you first start something. Like I was oblivious as fuck. Like, damn, like what are taxes, right? Like how much do I pay myself? Like, oh damn, I got to play in pay employee taxes how do you get your first office you know like how do you go about hiring people what happens with interns are they included or like do they count as employee like all these things like super oblivious um, if i knew that i wasn't going to eat like for like a week straight because i didn't have money i probably would not have done that i would have just taken the job when i was offered that so i would say that obliviousness or whatever you want to call it big reason why i'm here because i didn't know and I would say it's okay to jump into that. It's okay to have that false sense of confidence so long as it leads you to where you want to go or yeah. you need to be. Yeah, I love that. And like, I can, I can definitely relate that to like my personal story. It's like, yes, you see a lot of other, like even, even when starting like Blank Slate Media, um, which was like my fourth thing I tried before anything started to click and work. Um, but even before Blank Slate Media and video agency stuff, I dipped my toes into like real estate and e-commerce and like Shopify stores. Like I, I've tested a bunch of different things, but because I just didn't know, I'm like, I don't know how much this will cost. I don't know what this will look like, but I think um, a lot of people struggle with taking those first steps even. Yeah. Um, yeah, like just, I guess what was going through your mind outside of obliviousness and not knowing, hey, I don't even know how to start this company. There, there's a lot of micro kind of nuances of starting yeah. a company. Obviously the payroll taxes, the interns, all of that stuff. But on, on I guess like a bigger scale, why? what were you thinking when you were starting this company or, or, or the, the, I guess let's, let's go back to the yeah. VR. Yeah. So VR initially, was your first, right? Initially. And something I just, I don't talk about a lot. Um, I was, so I, I was offered those jobs. I declined them. And the reason, the real reason why I declined them is because I had a girlfriend here and I didn't want to leave because I didn't think our relationship would last if I went to LA or if I went to Vegas. So I declined it. Here and in, in, in Milwaukee she was or in Milwaukee. Minnesota? She was okay. in Milwaukee. I was in Milwaukee. I went to college here. Um, so I declined it basically for her. Um, and looking back, if I wasn't in that relationship, I would have went and my career would be in a completely different path. But like that was my dream job, like virtual reality. I knew I wanted to do it myself one day, um, but I also knew I wasn't ready. So I declined it because of that. Took a dead end job to like basically just fix cars. And then I was doing my stuff. Um, and then like she left me and the day I quit was probably the day she broke up with me. Like the day I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And it was me, one, saying, fuck you. I'm going to do this, but also like if I'm going to be miserable, I'm, I'm going to be miserable doing and building something that I love. So it was really that pain that that I was focused on. And I focused on that pain probably for two, almost two years, man, like first company to the second company. Um, and I don't want to tell people like focus on the bad things, focus on the pain. But like I felt that and if I didn't have that, I would not have been able to say, OK, like my power is off right now. I'm going to keep going. 
you know, if I didn't have that pain. So I would say that's that's really what was going through my mind. I needed to prove to her. I needed to prove to myself that I could do this. I'm not like proud saying that, but like that's the truth, man. And I, I think we romanticize like, yeah, I believe in myself and I'm gonna do it. It was it was a pain that pushed me. I feel like a lot of people struggle talking about that, struggling to leverage your pain. Like they they feel like deep down, like oh, it's not right to leverage pain and and an uncomfortable and like low point in my life and like that's kind of the driver of why I keep going like I feel like that conversation of using failure to kind of motivate you I feel like that falls into like the same basket as like the money conversation and how people are so it's just such an interesting and not weird conversation but you never know where's kind of like the comfort and yeah. like where are the boundaries with the with the money conversation people have a bad relationship with money man people have a bad relationships with with emotions and too. failure and failure and everything else that makes <laughs> you successful you know like we just don't talk about it and we don't embrace it if we embrace failure we'd be more successful if we taught kids money they'd probably be happier you know like they wouldn't make stupid decisions as many at least and same with everything else but yeah emotions for sure like we have them all for a reason like pain that's one of the only ways that adults learn they learn through pain they learn through struggle through failure through something traumatic that happens that's when it's like oh i should probably change that you know so yeah yeah failure um i i like that you brought up like we don't teach kids how to l like learn about money in in school uh, middle school school or high school i i can't speak from the college side of things but i know a lot of college kids that have no idea what even money is or what it can do or the opportunities that it creates and just don't have a healthy relationship with money yeah. but same goes with failure and i think they definitely coincide like we are not taught how to fail in in school in a traditional setting how and why and what do you think can can change it because I, I know your relationship with failure yeah you failed a lot i failed a lot a lot of quote-unquote successful entrepreneurs that's not their first rodeo they've tested a lot yeah. of different things so i guess if to anyone listening or watching this and they're maybe fresh out of high school or in high school or in college just yeah. that still in in school but they're kind of afraid to test because, hey, I've gotten all A's and B's and a few C's in my life. Um, school has always been easy for me, but like if I start this business or if I go into whatever route it is, I could fail. How do you get over that? How do you get over that initial fear of yeah. failure? I think there's a lot of variables there. I think a big issue is um, when you look at failure, like if me in school, me in college, I was the worst student. I had a 1.8 GPA at one point. They're like, here, you can't run track because your, your grades are so bad, right? Like terrible. Like I hated failure. But in school, like more than likely, you, you don't love the thing that you're studying. It's just like, it's a job. Like I want to get a job. I want to have a good career. And I think when it comes to failure, like this esports podcast, I was thinking about it. Like, damn, everybody's starting a podcast. Listener's got a podcast. Dids is about to start a video game podcast. All these like podcasts. Shit. Like, am I going to be successful? But at the end of the day, it's like, shit, I'm doing this because I love it. I'm doing this so that I can learn. I'm doing this for my brother. I'm doing this for all these different variables. That's why I'm going to embrace the shit out of this failure because I love it. And I think if you find something that you love, you're going to be okay with failing. And I think that's the issue. People don't know themselves and they don't know what they like. They don't know what they love, but it's exploration. You know, like people don't embrace that, that, that exploration. And I'm, I'm 25 turning 26. Like you're what? 21? 20? You're 20. 20. Just, just like, turned 20. Like, <laughs> like. I was just having this conversation. I don't. I don't want to dive deep into this, but my my little brother just passed mm -hmm. away recently, and I was talking to one of my business coaches, and he's like, "Look, your entire life you've had this self awareness. You know who you are. Um, that's a big part of your identity. And then you go about like, okay, like pushing that identity out. People know who you are, and then you start creating these systems, right? Like the LinkedIn content, the content, all this stuff. Now you lost a big piece of you. You have to go find yourself. That's gonna happen over and over and over again for all of us." Be okay with that exploration and that failure, but you got to find that thing that you love. And then you got to find something else that you love, and then you got to do it again and again and again and again because, like, we change, man. We change. Yeah, I like two things of of what you just said. Um, first is kind of like 
the the comparingness of others i know i know you said i'm starting a podcast dids is starting a podcast a lot we see so many people starting podcasts and to riff off that point at the start it's like i've i've been like kind of putting this podcast off for a little bit here just because i've i've seen so many amazing podcasts launch but i was at disrupt uh mk yesterday right before you got there (laughs) i probably like saw your story like out the door you went in the door (laughs) um went to the vfp startup stuff yeah i was supposed to go to that um oh well but (laughs) but richie richie talked about richie burke talked about podcasting um owner of ggmm uh and he was like podcast is podcasting as a whole is still so underrated and so undersaturated compared to any other media platform compared to any other content play so when i first got into video um linkedin video specifically last fall when i when i met you i know you've been doing it for about two years now um when you start and you're not surrounded by anyone else doing the same thing as you like when i hopped onto linkedin like outside of my circle like there was no one i knew you were you were um posting linkedin video content but outside of that i knew literally no one else so it was easy for me to like oh no one's really doing this i'll hop in but as you meet more people and meet more again quote unquote successful people whatever success looks like more people doing more things in the content and media play now i'm surrounded by other content creators that all have their podcast so I i had a conversation with a friend the other day it's like okay jumping into this podcast play place and and content like i feel like there's so many other creators but in reality it's same vision as hopping into linkedin video your network and circle is just different like podcasting might be a norm to this new circle but go back to a year ago was anyone doing podcasts are any of those people still doing video so that kind of segues into network building thousand percent and just just to play off of that like what is it like 500 i don't know the numbers but someone said it once 500 million youtube channels or something like yeah like a million podcasts like nothing like that's absolutely nothing like so much white space and your goals are 1000 percent different than my goals and dids is going to start a esports podcast even if it was the same goals i wouldn't give a shit because i'm doing it for me but they're not like completely different goals so like agreed agreed thousand percent agreed and on the networking point I just met with someone um, who saw like a podcast that we did for our company, like Strange on Purpose podcast. And he's like, you had this um, concept that you were talking about, like on the lake. um, And I'm thinking about doing something similar. Let's sit down. And he's like, dude, I'm 37, um, not making the money that I want. I've always been living paycheck to paycheck. And I was like, dude, if you don't want to live paycheck to paycheck, don't live fucking paycheck to paycheck. He's like, damn. And I make it sound easy and it's definitely not easy but it is fairly simple and if i go back to the point where i was totally living paycheck to paycheck there's still times where it's like shit we're not getting paid because people haven't fucking paid on time right uh but if i go back to that time initially it was college students that was my network Mm -hmm. people that were drinking all the time yep people that were in entry-level jobs nothing wrong with those two things but that wasn't me then if i look at the success i've got you right 20 years old, starting a company, pivoting, trying these things, testing. Let's say we've got this guy over here that's 22 that drives a Maserati, right? Like we've got this person that just sold the company with Gary Vaynerchuk. We've got this person that's done personal branding for people like Marie Forleo. People that it's like, damn, I was just reading about you. I was just watching a documentary about you and they're my friends. That's, that's what happens when you surround yourself with those people. And it's a lot easier than people think. Most people are just like, oh my God, I admire you. Can I pick your brain? Let's sit down. I want to get, 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 get. Versus like, yo, you're a fucking person. Let's sit down and like drink coffee. You know, I know that wasn't, you didn't ask me a question. No, you don't even know how I got to that point. You're good. I'll, I'll riff off that. I, I had a conversation with Ivan Roman. Uh, a just few, saw him yesterday. Yep. Um, likewise. <laughs> at Disrupt MK. didn't see each other. At Disrupt MK ate three pieces of Ian's pizza. Full slices. <laughs> like five breadsticks shout out ian's um so ivan and i had a conversation and i was i was explaining to him um hey i'm starting this podcast i want to have these amazing guests on i want to have casey adams on i want to have mr beast on and just these top influencers in the world and like subconsciously without me even knowing about it i was kind of putting them on a pedestal like oh my god they are the best creators in the world they are so far out of out of my grasp and he's like Sam, think to yourself, you're doing some stuff too. Like you have value to bring to them. 
and like that just kind of like grounded me i'm like oh i guess they're just people and that's one of the biggest realizations i've made kind of in the past even like few months because i was kind of oblivious to it before Um, i've just been really digging deep into like who am i and like I know you mentioned like the self-exploration um, yeah. aspect. Like a lot of factors happen to everyone's lives. Obviously, everyone's situations are different. But there comes a time and point when you realize, like, is this me? Yeah. Is this what I want to do? And I've I've kind of made the same like kind of step back of like, do I want to do this? Do I want to go agency route? Do I want to keep going on the path that I I'm on? Um, and the answer is no for the agency route, and that's why I'm really starting this this podcast and YouTube channel and all of that. So, dude, I think it's awesome what you're doing, and I respect you a million times more for making that decision. I was just we were just talking um, about you. I don't remember even who it was, but someone was like, "That's like, what do you think of this?" And then I looked at them because I I knew they had like a negative like view on it. And I'm like, I think it's the fucking smartest decision in the world, and here's why, you know. And it's it's something you want to do. Yeah. And I think everybody goes the money route. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. But how many agencies are there out there? You know, like yeah. something you want to do and you build yourself up like companies die all the time. So long as you don't die, like it's going to keep going. I think I respect you like a million times more for doing this and something you want to do. I hate being Appreciate in that. service, dude. Like I, I hate agency. I don't want to touch it. Everyone knows that I talk about it all the time, but it is a way for me to learn. You know, that's what I'm obsessed with experimentation. So I, I think it's a smart decision. Appreciate that. And I, I liked how you, how you brought up like learning, like that's the, really the reason for this. I want to be in front of smarter people than me at scale and bring value to them and have them bring value to me. Yeah. And that's a two way street. And that in itself builds a way, way, way bigger network than if I didn't have this podcast. So I, I'm flying down to Arizona, um, hopefully before the end of the year and interviewing. About moving there. Really? And, and I'll, I'll be interviewing Casey Adams. Um, so I, I want to kick it with him. I've been doing his editing and like, he's, he's a like mentor to me now. Um, like we're essentially the same age. He's 19, so I'm yep. 20. So I don't get to say, Hey, he's younger than me too yeah, much. Yeah. The older you get, the less but, impressive you become. But he's a beast. Um, and just surrounding yourself with like those people. It's like, okay, how do I get there here? Yes, they are ahead of me, but we're not that far off. And it's like, we're now zero degrees of separation apart. Mm-hmm. And he's connected with Grant Cardone and Gary Vee and Ty Lopez and all of these top people. So it's like, okay, now I'm one degree of separation yep. between them. Like, um, I, I've talked to Jimmy, which is Mr. Beast quite a bit. And like, we're zero degrees of separation apart, but then he's connected with Logan Paul and Casey Neistat and Elon Musk and literally the top Dude, people in that's the world. The world man. So it's like, how can you just meet more people? And that's the reason for this. Um, Dude, I don't think people do enough, man. Again, another yeah. reason why I respect you. You just, okay, you, you see the vision. This is what I want to do. I'm going to start this thing. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. But shit, you're already meeting people. People don't yeah. do shit. They know what they want. They know what they want, but they don't do anything to get there. Yeah people act like it's like people people assume that i will cut off agency life completely it's like no it'll be a slow transition i still need to pay bills we'll just be much much more selective on the clients we take in and um yeah like we'll just take on bigger and more selective clients and that's that's really it um so none of this oh saying yes to everything anymore to be very selective and just go for it it's a big it's been a big thing for us too we were like spoiled as hell Mm-hmm. Like people like for whatever reason they loved us, you know, like we made ourselves like this exclusive blah, we're only gonna partner with this and we we had the ability to do that, but that is a big driving factor why we've had the success that we have too, because we one, like we say no to people that attracts more people, but we're happier. Yeah. You know, we're doing and working with people that we wanna be working with. And again, life, man, like <laughs> do yeah. what you wanna do. Yep. Yeah, I like Again, going back to the network play, like I know we've talked about it quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, I started the, going back to fall, started the agency because I was surrounded by other agency owners. And really that's the, that's the main reason. I was surrounded by those people and I was, it was just the easy way yeah. to make money. Um, I think a lot of people are scared to pivot and ad, scared to admit 
like, yo, I don't want to do this anymore. And then they just get stuck into one job. And then they work that job for 20 years and then wake up to like, oh, where has these dude, last 20 is years? It's terrifying, dude. Like I was, yeah. again, I was, this is a podcast I just did yesterday. Um, he just got acquired like maybe three years ago and then he had a boss and now he's doing his own thing and it's in a different industry. Me, I've, I've put off this um, video game esports thing, even though I've been talking about it for probably three years, I've put it off because it's a new industry. What are people going to think about me? Like, do I have credibility? Blah, 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 blah. It's terrifying. Pivoting is terrifying, but there's also so much growth there. And if it's if something you're drawn to, like, again, like we were just talking about it before the podcast, I'm more alive and I talk about video games all the time. My goddamn phone case is a fucking Game Boy. Like I'm more alive now than I've ever been just because of something that I pivoted to that terrifies me. So you hop on a lot of podcasts. What are some things you wish people asked you or talk about? I love that question. Um, I wish people stopped focusing on the questions and focused more on who's sitting in front of them. So I think, especially I've been studying a lot of podcasts because I'm starting another one. And I think it's making our company podcast better and mine better. Um, Like just, that's a person sitting next to you. Like have a conversation with them versus like leaning so much. Oh my God, I gotta gotta answer this question because that's what people wanna hear. But it's those real conversations that people would probably pay a lot of money to, to tap into. Um, in terms of what I wish people ask me, like, I don't know. I don't know. I just asked someone that yesterday and he's like, I don't know. And I was mad as hell because I was like, answer my goddamn question. <laughs> but I, I honestly have no idea. Um, I just wish people like paid attention and focused more on the conversation than hitting their checklist on the on the questionnaire because that's the real stuff. Yeah, as you can see with this notepad <laughs> to my right. Empty questionnaire. Q's video podcast. people Q's podcast and Sony timer um, <laughs> and that is the that's the checklist I have again what about going, you what about you what do you wish people asked mm. how are you yeah I was gonna say that but I don't feel like it's that, that. <laughs> that's what I that's what I was gonna ask you um, I had a I had a great conversation with Forrest from Moral oh, Code the other day um, and we met and uh, he asked how are you He's, he's seen a few of my, my posts just saying, like, yo, yeah. this is kind of what I'm going through. Took a step back from daily, daily content, and I just said, no, I'm good. And he's like, no, like, how are you? How are you doing? How's your mental health headspace? Yeah. Um, and I was kind of just like, I took a step back. I'm like, oh, you actually care. Um, and that was, like, one of the first times I've ever, like, heard that from just kind of like a random coffee yeah. meeting in a sense. He was like, dude, I'm – I'm here for you. Like, I know we've talked like once before, but I just like respect your vulnerability. And I, ex- I, I respect you kind of putting yourself out there and yeah. opening up that conversation to other people. So I've gone to a few events in the past, like month, two months. And like a common, common uh, kind of like trend was, was the topics of open and vulnerable. Like how do I create open and vulnerable conversations and a dialogue between both people two people and ever since like the event i went to with you guys at arts um i've just kind of been on this mission and like self-exploration journey of like yo what do i want to do like this whole quote-unquote mental health thing like it's real like i really haven't been focusing on that at all um up until a few months ago and like that's a little weird and like awkward for me to admit but it's like no one told me, hey, you should watch your mental health. You should, here are the things you should do to watch your mental health. All throughout middle school, high school, uh, starting a business, that conversation never came up because you were always the happy kid that talked to everyone. That was percent. And People like, get so addicted to the persona or part that you're playing in the world, you mm-hmm. know, and they don't ask because they assume because that's what you put out there. And like that is probably what I wish people talked about more. Um, I've got this obligation to to be successful like this obligation to have this disgusting like level of success Um, and I hold myself to that and because of that I realized and recently like just recently realized that that's probably holding me back that's probably the thing that's holding me back the most because that keeps me from diving into video games which fills me up you know it makes me just fucking happy like let me just shoot people, you know, like whatever, whatever it is, like in video games, guys. Yes. In, in video, video games. games. <laughs> uh, it, it fills me up. It's competitive. You know, there's community in it or like playing music, which is a huge part of me. I'm just writing or just doing things that I want to do. I have this obligation for success. And that that 
weighs me down, you know, and I, I never talk about it. I don't open myself up to that. And it wasn't until recent, recently where I'm like, hey, like, that's not healthy, you know, like, and there's a lot of unhealthy mental habits that I've, I've built and we've all built. Um, and I think a lot of it would just fall away if we just talked. Yes. Have authentic conversations. I feel like our stories align pretty, pretty well. Same, man. Um, yeah, this kind of like feeling of self-obligation about being successful. Like that is what I've been like chasing ever since like probably junior year of high school. It's like, I'm going to start a huge company. I'm going to, I'm going to build a unicorn company. And like, as of it wasn't as of recent that i realized like okay maybe that's not my goal right now maybe that will come in the future but what makes me happy like i've gotten asked like a few times in the past few months like if you were to do one thing for the rest of your life what would it be and i had no idea what that was no idea i'm like shit like dude and that's a Yes, I'm doing videos right now, but is that what I want to do? It's like, that's why I'm starting this podcast because like, as you talk to more people and as you build your network, more opportunities come your way. Opportunities you would never, mm-hmm. never freaking guess would, would happen to you. Um, you find yourself in those conversations. Yeah. You find what you love in those conversations. I, again, that business coach, he's like, just go do something weird, man. Like go sing karaoke. I love karaoke. I love music. So do I would you? do it, but I was a musician, man. I yeah, sing, I guess. But like. Like, just weird. Like, go take a baking, you know? Just try different shit. Talk to different people. And within that, you're going to find yourself. It's, yeah. And it's fun. It should be fun because it's you. It's your life. It's internal work. And it is. Like, you're the only one that can work on you. So. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like my eyes have just been open the past past few months. Like, oh, there's a whole nother side of life that you can explore and you can figure out besides what. What was the quote you, I was listening to a time value podcast and he said the exact same quote. You are what you, you, oh, I am not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am, but I am what I think you think I am. Yeah. Like, and I, I love that because it's, it's so relatable, I think to everyone, but especially to people who are putting out content because it is like myself included, like mm-hmm. people do a great job at highlighting the highlights, like, and just showing, Hey, here's everything happening in my life quotes they're all positive what is actually going on in your head um and i've been trying to get better at that but it's still i think everyone could get better it's so fucking hard because a lot of people don't know like i don't exactly know what's going on up here and that like that's everything like if you don't have a relationship with yourself man like i again a part of the reason why i feel so alive i was literally sitting in my office this morning i'm like i get life i just get life it was the weirdest thing i'm like damn I'm good. I got this. But I think a lot of it, like those questions that I ask myself, I just started a newsletter that's just, hey, I'm going to dive into things that I'm thinking and decisions that I'm making. And then why did I make them? And I found that like, I didn't even know I made that decision because of that. And I'm learning so much about myself, but I'm also bringing incredible value because I'm talking about failures and I'm talking about the stupid ass shit that I'm like, no one's going to relate to this. But wow, everyone's thinking that, you know, like asking yourself those questions that people don't take the time to ask you or you've never thought about it's just it's so beneficial game changer yeah taking time alone time time for yourself is is one meditation yes do you meditate i do um when did you start uh only a year ago i still suck at it i'm terrible i'm trash um but i also meditate when i run too like i meditate in the morning and then i meditate again when i'm walking in if i'm walking in but when i run i i just go into this mode i don't know how to explain it i'm mm-hmm. um, kind of like a runner's high but i would say it's more than that and then also when i'm playing music i consider that meditation um also kind of video games too i consider that meditation so find what works for you but strict like when i'm just sitting there in the morning i'm trash like yeah. some uh, sometimes i have good days <laughs> i'm trash what about you? I, I think you do, right? Yeah, I, I just started recently. I've I've kind of, like, picked it up, and, like, I've been, like, on and off for the past probably year or so. You use Headspace? Um, I use Calm. Calm? Calm's yeah. Um, I use I use Calm, and I, I do guided meditation right now. Um, eventually, I'll probably get out of that, but yeah. I'm also not the best meditator. But it's, like, you can't be like judgmental about yourself like oh i suck at meditating it's like that's not the point the Everybody point sucks the point is not to be the <laughs> a guru meditator like you you're not going to do this to be a monk like what do you just calm down 
-hmm. Take a deep breath and do the practice. And let yourself be whatever happens happens. Yeah, so I'm on I'm on like a probably 22 day streak right now mm -hmm. and it's it's like a 30 day um kind of like meditation not course but program of like hey here's how you meditate and i've just gotten like way way better yeah. and it's like you you realize that like a lot of people struggle with meditation because their mind wanders and that's super super normal yeah. but what this like 22 day session has taught me it's like that's where the strengths are say you say you're benching or you're squatting in, in the gym or you're running like you're getting faster you're getting stronger and as you put up more weight like obviously that is how you grow yeah. same with when your mind wanders that doesn't mean you're bad at meditating it's how you get back how do you get back to that meditation state and that state of calmness mm -hmm. and like that's where the growth happens it's not like oh my mind wandered seven times in this 10 minute span i'm a bad meditator it's like okay every time your mind wanders how did you realize that S take a step back and get back into your zone and that's where the growth is and that's been like the biggest like mindset shift yeah. i've made within meditation and it, it's helped a lot yeah i'd say it, it's changed my life immensely because i have trouble slowing down um mm. i forgot the quote but it's like hey like if you think you're too busy to meditate you should be meditating more basically that was the takeaway um, so like a, like a year ago, I think I started because of my buddy, Mark Metry, um, who did it for a year or two. And I say I suck at it. I suck at it in comparison, which it makes no sense again. Like in comparison to like my brother, I walked in, my older brother, um, who's staying in Milwaukee for a little bit, like meditating for like two hours. I'm like, just get the fuck out of here. Really? Get, get, get the fuck out of here. Uh, but I, I could barely last like 45 minutes. But um, it, it has been a game changer, like 1000% because like you're forced to just sit there and yeah. it's stillness, you know, Being and like what thoughts. thoughts are you focused on? Like I meditate before every single like speaking engagement. Like, dude, I go in this completely different mode and it's fucking amazing, you know, like not where I want to be. But I think that's that's the exciting part. It's part of the journey. So I would agree. It's game changer absolute game changer yeah have you looked into wim hof mm -mm. like wim hof's methods and no. um do you know who that is or no i know the name um he's just he's the ice man and yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah um, um ava wetrick was telling me about yeah. i just had a call with her so She's she so dope. ava was uh, we'll get back to wim but ava's more important <laughs> right now um ava if you're listening or watching this what's up um so we had a call she was like one of my like very first network connections on linkedin like ever like I think same, going back to yeah probably last august like she was literally like the first 25 like real connections yeah. i made and like actually talked to um but her on twitter i think yeah yeah she has a crazy story she's dope her her dad's dope too yeah super um, dope. but yeah we had one of the best best conversations we i've had in a while and she just kind of went into like um how it, she was hopefully ava if you're listening to this you're not uncomfortable with me sharing your story <laughs> um but you don't share it enough so i'm going to share it um she goes into like how she sometimes gets uncomfortable because her dad has set her quote unquote set her up even though like i think that's bullshit like ava you've done a great job and because her dad has a great network and has has um worked his ass off to get connected to top entrepreneurs yeah. in the world um she's she shared her kind of struggles of like oh i don't want other people to view it as just my dad helping me it's yeah. it's just on my dad that i'm quote unquote successful or i've launched this podcast so she yeah, she's got a chip on her shoulder I yeah don't, i don't think it's her it, her dad plays a big part in it but when, even when i talked to her uh, i wasn't excited about her dad yeah, i was mm. excited about her yep. and then it was her Same. it was he was her dad to me she made it herself you know like she told yeah. the story of i interviewed tom bilyeu it was trash but i put it out there anyway and the yeah. way that she interviewed me the best still probably the best podcast i've ever been on really uh, i i didn't know shit about anything back then but like she was incredible it was her thousand percent it was her yeah yeah, and like when, I didn't even know she interviewed Time Bill You, but she was like, I don't talk about it too much because like my dad helped set it up, and I'm like, you are not like it is still you still needed to be at the right place at the right time and to capitalize on that opportunity in front of yourself. So a lot of people call it luck, but as Nipsey says, like luck is when opportunity meets preparation, and she prepped for that moment. The opportunity came and she capitalized, so she was able to capitalize on that, and 
that what that's what makes you quote unquote lucky. People are afraid to use what they have. Yeah. Use the resources that they have. I I resonate with that though because my my older brother um is like back in the day like a huge activist right like he's had a feature on ESPN right like on MTV on Times and I was like I'm not gonna associate myself at all I'm just gonna see if people actually like resonate with me you know so I I totally resonate with that but going back like it's it's her man it's her like you gotta use what you have if it if it's aligned with what you want to do at the very least which for her it is and if you're listening we've got to connect soon yes likewise um content what about it what's one take so i i release a few videos here and there um say i'm just getting into here videos and here and there i'm just getting into videos or i'm just starting a podcast whatever it is whatever your situation is what are a few takeaways that you've learned creating consistent content yeah, I would say first thing, most important thing for me was to just shut everybody else out, um, tune everything else out, and just focus on myself and my craft. Um, second thing, and something I talked about recently, like everyone says bring value. It's so fucking annoying, but it's also so true. But I think people focus too much on what type of value, like let's just say LinkedIn specifically, like you've got inspirational, you've got educational, you've got informative, and then you've got, there's always another one. That I That's inspirational. Ah educational informative fuck there's always another one that <laughs> just do you say oh. entertainment entertaining yeah entertainment um those four on linkedin we've got always educational like yep. people are like this is what i know about personal branding here yep. we go five tips go 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 and then we've got inspirational yep. those are the two that are heavy right yeah but people suck at entertainment yep. and people suck at informative on linkedin yep. When you think of value and bringing value, most people focus on just one type of thing because they see a lot of other people doing that thing. Mm -hmm. What are you good at? What do you love? And focus on bringing value in that way. If you're 19 and you're starting your first business, you don't have to educate people on starting a business because you probably don't fucking know anything yet. That's why I don't really talk about that yet because I'm, I'm learning and I just talk about what I'm learning. So figure out what that value is for you. But I would say importantly, just tune everybody out. Like tune everybody out focus on your thing until you're at a point where like okay i got this then you can start bringing people in bringing other things in so that you are learning as well but you're gonna learn a lot more in that failure at first um and content wise do what you're good at i'm a writer my videos pop off because of my writing clients do well because of writing not because of the videos videos definitely help but focus on what you're good at i love that i love that you you brought up the um yep now my mind just completely blanked <laughs> starting Blank. Starting blank. Uh, <laughs> this is the best place to end, though, right? Awkward as fuck. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Please send me this part of the clip. <laughs> cool. um, yeah, I'll get. I had something banger to say that I related to. Please just send me this part of the clip. <laughs> I will. I will crush this content wise. It is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'll. I'll get back to it. But, uh, <laughs> that's that. Fuck! Oh, <laughs> uh, I like. I've had it. Obviously, everyone has lost their train of thought before. It happens to be all the time. This was so present. I'm like, <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna crush this next statement. Nope. Gone. <laughs> They're like, psych. So, welcome to uh, podcasting 101. Like, <laughs> I listen. Pr I'll probably cut some of that out, but um. Yeah, th this will definitely be in the podcast and in the video. Beautiful. You guys can see this Beautiful. this struggle. Um, yeah, now now I don't even know what direction to go. Dude, I'd like as a, as a podcaster, I feel that though, man. Like, um, you ever do the exercise? Like in college, I was in college uh, mm. junior, I think, in our um, communications teacher. Like, raise your hand if you think you're a good listener, and then everybody raised their hand for the most part. And then like she starts like talking about something like super in depth story, and then. She asks these questions and no one knew the answers to the questions. Yeah. And we all just listen to respond. We don't listen to the sake of understanding. When I understood that, it's like, damn, like I asked some fucking good questions, but it's because I answered or because I listened, yep. you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, now I lost my chance. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I'm an awful listener. And like, that's, that's a reason like why See, I, I want to suck. Yeah. Like that's, and like, I'm very open to it. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm present, but like, I don't know if it's my memory. I don't know if it's 
I, I'm not bored of the conversation, but it's hard just to remember. Of, yeah, it goes back to meditating, man. Like we have these thoughts, but we don't have to hold on to the thoughts. We can just let them pass by like a car. Mm-hmm. You know, watching a freeway, cars passing by. We don't have to zoom in on each car and focus on each car. Just realize there's a microphone and I'm like flipping and flopping over here. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's we we're, were talking about content before and the um fact that when you are young how do you bring value and what does that value even look like and and for both of us like we we talk about our story a lot of, like and that i guess goes back to gary gary v's point of document over create and i think there's a fine line between that i think everything you do is you're still creating obviously um but he does a great job at truly documenting his life um and i feel like when you're first starting out you obviously haven't built a huge business i haven't sold a million dollar business i haven't did done x y and z but the kind of stickiness and the value is sharing how you actually are trying to do that and i feel like a lot of people get caught up on that and for me like saying that it's like yeah duh like i've said that a hundred yeah. times i'm sure you've heard it a hundred times you've said it a hundred times but for people that aren't in a content space and like that's who we're targeting with this message people who have never created content before they feel like yes i i need to add value how the hell what does value even look like like just share your story because someone else needs it out there I think that's something people don't understand um, yeah. besides yeah. the people actually creating content, which don't really need to hear the message too much. I'm always torn on the document versus create thing. Um, and mainly probably because I was a singer songwriter for seven years. Um, and if I say I, a lot of people think of documenting like, Hey, I'm a singer songwriter. And you're talking about share your story. Like I'm not putting out my music, right? This is how people think of it anyway. This is not how I recommend it. I'm not putting out my music. I'm not putting out songs, right? I'm not um, live streaming concerts. Instead, this is why I wrote this lyric, you know? Like, this is, I would just sing here, and like, this is, this was the takeaway. I just met this person, and they just spew out bullshit that doesn't actually matter and doesn't bring anyone value. Yeah, they're documenting that story, and I think that's important, but I think as a musician, it's important to play the music, right? As a business person, it's important to play the game. It's important to build the business, and I think people put too much focus on that documentation versus living their life and then documenting. The documenting should be second, not not first, yes. and I think that's where people go wrong, and it, it comes from my, again, time as a musician, focus on the thing, and then do it and do it at the same time but it should be second to building your business or to doing the podcast or to whatever it is but if you're smart and you're like lister hey i want to learn i'm going to build this business but this is my business you know and i'm learning at the same time and it's documenting at the same time that's what my company does right like yeah. it's same thing but um just don't put too much focus on the documentation i would say um what are you creating i don't know i'm torn i'm torn on that because i i do both but again i was a musician you gotta live the life before you can tell the life. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think Gary has like, obviously he's kind of the poster child of document over create. But I agree. Like I've gotten caught up in documenting. Like, oh, I need to act a certain way. I need to do a certain thing so the videos look good. But it's like, okay, that's not really documenting. I'm telling people I'm documenting. I'm technically documenting, but my actions are predicated on what video I'm creating at the time. So. It takes a lot of self-awareness to say like, okay, here is my life. Here is it mapped out. Here's my essentially day-to-day. -day. I'm just going to have a cameraman follow me and still stay true to that life, which is a super hard thing to do. And it takes a lot of resources to do that and a lot of headspace and self-awareness mm -hmm. to do it. Obviously, a dude like Gary can do that. Dude, I think that's where people go wrong because they're looking at people like Gary or even you and I, right? Like we have teams that create for us. And they're like, I need to be on that level. That's the level of documentation that I need to have. But yeah. they're all that's taking up all their time because they're not living their life. They're not doing anything. They're just documenting yeah. and creating this content versus actually going and do something with it. Like, just do what you can. That could be like writing one blurb. This is how I felt today. This is what I did today. You know, like think of it like a documentary. Like you're not going to like we're not going to see every single video that you did. We're not going to see every single fucking failure that you had. We're just going to see, OK, here's a scope. This is what happened. Here's a story within that. Like just do some shit and document some shit and hopefully you grow you know i don't know people just they focus too much on stupid things in my opinion but teach teacher i've done it too so yeah but yeah
I'm torn on that subject. I really am. I like that. Do you have anything else you would like to cover in this podcast? Anything that people haven't asked you before that you really want to talk about? You have a burning pit Dude, to talk no, about. Dude, no, I do have a question for you because I'm yes. always curious and because I do this as well. What's your podcast strategy? What's the, what's, what's the plan? Yeah, that is something I'm still figuring out. Um, I want to... It'll be a mix of solo and interview. Um, yeah, I really like what Casey does, Casey mm-hmm. Adams does. He does a mix of interviews and yeah. and uh, solo episodes. Solo is obviously a little shorter than interviews. I don't want to just go into like people's backstories and stuff. I just really want to talk about th- talk about things with popular creators that everyone has seen, but talk about things that they haven't talked about before. Yeah. Kind of pushing that boundary of comfort zones essentially um but yeah that'll that'll look solo in interviews and kill micro content from it i love that and i, I want to do a lot of in-person stuff yeah. i plan on traveling like i plan on flying down to arizona flying out to new york and doing it with mark and like i want to be in person just because mark's I in boston <laughs> mark's in boston that's don't let I, him hear that that's part. what i meant um <laughs> auto, i love that though. autocorrect he's actually in <laughs> chicago this week is he? Yeah, so... Fucker didn't tell me. I'm, I, I've got a podcast with him, like, today, like, 4.30, actually. Today? Didn't fucking tell me. Yeah, he could have just fucking taken the train down to Milwaukee, David. Yeah. Today, yeah, we're talking about... I'm not sure if you know, but he, like, built the six-figure business, like, mm-hmm. Minecraft and then YouTube, like, back in the day. So, we're talking about that in my video game podcast, but... Nice. Love what you said about just a different thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. Hey. A lot of people do... Not that, like, phone interviews are bad or anything, but, like, I don't know if... If I'm interviewing Casey Adams and stuff, I want I want to make sure like he knows like dude I'm I'm legit about this. I will fly to you. I will spend a few hundred bucks. Dude, that's what we do when we're going for clients. Be there like, in person. Show them they're more likely to sign if you fly there. They know you're serious. Same thing for podcasts. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I'm gonna do um not necessarily solo. Um, I was listening to the Almost Thirty podcast because okay. my girlfriend likes them. Um, and I didn't like the subject at all, but they like did like a 15 minute segment where they were just talking before and I loved it. Um, but I realized like, shit, people listen to this cause they fuck with the host, not the guest. It has nothing to do with the guest. Yeah. So I'm, we're doing that as a group for our strange and then personal, like for the esports one, I'm going more like the interviews. Yes. But also news episodes, which is like, yeah, there's everything that's going on. But yeah, I like that experimenting yeah trying new things. i'm still so new to it that yes i will do interviews but i also want to talk a lot i feel like a lot of people don't do solo podcasts mm-hmm. they just focus on interviews yeah. which i don't want to do good crush it man so appreciate you having me on appreciate you you coming on so any any last words where can people find you um tag just q at t-a-g-j-u-s-t q the letter q um, on any social platform and i should pop up LinkedIn, I'm probably the most active, but honestly, I'm active everywhere. It really doesn't matter. Go check out my new podcast. If you like esports, you like video games, it's called Humans That Game. Um, I'm super excited about it. And yeah, that's all. Well, thank you for being on the third episode of Starting Blank. Number three. I like odd numbers. I don't like even numbers. I dig it. Number three. Well, <laughs> I appreciate you. If you like what you hear or see, make sure to subscribe, and I will catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you again, Q. Dope sauce. Um, How's Anchor working for you?